need an Advil, maybe a second chance. Hey! Welcome to Stargate Second Chances, a walking through the Stargate podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Brent. And this is episode 13, where we'll be talking about the season one episode, Emancipation. Oh, how fitting. uh, You know, honestly, I didn't plan it that way. (laughs) You know, we were recording two podcasts today, Brent, right? We recorded one for The Light and for this one. And uh, this ended up being 13. And I, I didn't think about that, but oh... Oh, I didn't dear. think about it either until just now. Good news, Zach. Uh, good things happened to me with 13, so it'll be all right. Okay. All right. Good thing. Ha- good things happened to Brent with 13s. Yes. All right. Uh, so I do want to give a uh, very special thank you to all of our Patreon supporters for this episode. Yep. Um, uh, we appreciate everything that you uh, have done in the past to support the podcast. Uh, it It is humbling to have people think that what you're doing is worth their dollars. Absolutely. Huge um, thank you. So very much thank you for that. Yes. Um, well, Brent, today we get to talk about the most infamous episode of Stargate SG-1 history. Yeah. Emancipation. Yes. Yes. Um, Thanks. Thanks, everybody. We said a genuine thank you before. Now I'm saying a sarcastic one. Oh, so, and and this is a very special, very, very special thank you to Kevin, who put in nine of the ten votes needed <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> I don't recall who put in that one, but uh, but uh, uh, that that one came in relatively early, and then Kevin decided to just pump that one until it just got, drive it home, just eh? Drive it home, man. So Kevin, this one's for you. Hey, thanks, Kevin. Uh, thanks, Kevin. Um. Uh. And by the way, this is this is a good time to you know. Uh, uh, the the comments. Uh, our good friend of the show, quasi showrunner uh, David, posted a GIF for this episode, going, "Oh no! Oh no! God no! No no!" <laughs> <laughs> It'll be all right, friends. It'll good right. things happen to me on thirteens. Yeah. All right. So the director for Emancipation, uh, which, by the way, is the uh, ep- fourth episode of season one. So yeah. Right out of the gate, we had. Children of the Gods, which is two-part episode, so that was one yep. and two. Then you had The Enemy Within, um, which is kind of like a part three to the 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 pilot. And then yep. you have this. Yeah, and you have this. Uh, the director was Jeff uh, Wolnow. The teleplay was by Catherine Powers. Catherine Powers! Catherine Powers. The original air date for this episode was August 8, 1997. Yeah. And uh, with an IMDb score of 6.0. Yeah. And we reviewed this episode on August 13, 2018. Uh, This is one of the, I think this is what have been one of those, because we dumped like three or four episodes. I didn't look. uh, Yeah, something like that. Like just right away uh, to get the, the, the podcast started. And I'm quite certain this is one of those episodes where I had to say something to the effect of Brent, trust me, it gets better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that yes, that was said. I was also uh, recalling uh, when we watched it, Zach. I think you and I watched it uh, together in the same space. Could have been. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was a fun time. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was a long time ago now, though. What? 2018. Yeah, I know. That's uh, five and a half years ago. Four and a half, but yeah. Four and four and a half. Yes, I, I can't do math. <laughs> it's okay. I got gotcha. you. Oh, Sorry. Right. It's still been a long time. Well, no, you know what? I'm going to stick with my five and a half because we had COVID 
which easily yep. counts double. Yeah, COVID does count double. That's right. Anyway, with that, um, tell me, Brent, <laughs> give me a synopsis <laughs> for Emancipation. <laughs> All right, so I confess this uh, synopsis is a little bit longer than what I would normally do, partly because I knew that if I wasn't writing it almost in real time, that my synopsis would basically be, this is the garbage one. <laughs> so, 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 it's, it, so it's strangely detailed in spots and strangely not detailed in spots as, as I was trying to just capture. All right, so what's this one about? This is the one where Carter is the center of attention. Right. And even though she says, hey, I don't want to be here, a bunch of dudes <laughs> tell her, hey, it's fine. This will work out. <laughs> like right away, the very beginning of the oh. episode, she's like, how about oh, we just I, go? I just, I just just, feel my my guts just wrenching already. I uh. know. I know. I know. I know. Oh. All right. So SG-1 saves a boy from being eaten by a pack of dogs. Right. And then uh, the boys, tribal warriors, come over the hill and they arrive and they nearly get into a weapons fight with SG-1. Which is hilarious. <laughs> and it gives the chance for that glamour shot, right? For the promo wheel as SG-1 is standing bravely together side by side with weapons leveled. Like that oh, was yeah. seriously like, you know, that, that must have been something that they, they, they printed as a still for like, you know. Easily. Something, yeah. you know, because it, it was just the prettiest shot. Anyway, the tribal leader comes by, uh, Mogul or whatever his name was. And... Uh, uh, after initially ordering the death of Samantha Carter, immediately recites a different part of the same law that actually, hey, she's cool, so let's all hang out. <laughs> <laughs> let's all be friends. We're the, friends. The, 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 the cognitive dissonance in this one is just so strong. Anyway, all right. So you see, there are old laws, right, as he explains, that soon, as he foresees, will be replaced with good new laws. But not today. No, not today. Today, we just tell all the marginalized to hold tight. For the change, it'll surely come any day now. Any oh, day. But, but don't worry. It comes at the end of the story. Everything is fixed at the end. Any day. Yeah, it, we'll get there. <laughs> anyway, Carter. First, Carter has to be properly dressed, right? Mm -hmm. While the man folk do man things. And wowza! What a looka! Hubba, hubba, hubba. Oh, and, uh, um, you know, she, 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 you know, she was, she was right about the medical advancements and stuff, but wow. Doesn't she, she look looks, good in that blue she dress? She just looks Woo. great. Woo. Oh no, Carter is kidnapped. And by the kid, no less. To sell, no less. Like chattel, no less. Oh, now the good leader tells us that foreign women are snatched and sold. Wow. Yeah, that's a really convenient thing to forget from earlier, right? Yeah, probably would have been good to know. When Oops. First being invited to come to the... Anyway, so Carter gets ridden into a camp of brutes and oppressed women and meets the evil leader of a neighboring encampment, a different tribe. In a disgusting show of sexism, the leader and the son evaluate the worthiness of Carter on looks alone. And then the son names his price. He wants a girlfriend. That one. Like Romeo and Juliet. Zach, this is high art. Mm. Uh, choice stuff. You know, if I were high, it would have ah! been better. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Oh, but no, the brutal warlord has other plans for his property, so the boy takes some gold and he leaves. Oh, and of course, the warlord shows that he's a big, strong man by striking a bound woman. Mm -hmm. yep, yep, super yep, strong. That's, that's the moment. Next, we learn that the oppressive laws are for the women's own good. Yeah, you see, it's to protect them from demons that no one has seen in a long time. And of course, we're supposed to go, oh yeah, ghoul, yeah, okay, all right, fine. And the good leader thinks these laws might be a little 
Silly. But anyway, back to the bad leader. He thinks that Carter was brought here for her own good. I want to pause right now. Because this is the part in the story where I'm like, okay, I need a break. And I (laughs) paused the episode and did some other things for a while before I could come back. Should we uh, should we take a minute? And uh, so, uh, you know, we just got a was supposed to be a doozy of a snowstorm and it didn't leave anything behind. Right. Ah, You know, know, that's it's also 40 degrees right now and and sunny. So, you know, anyway. Well, you know, and Uh, and in other news, I I went to see uh, this extra kind of appropriate last night. uh, uh, my community theater uh, put on a production of Gaslight. Oh, um, yeah, that is appropriate. Uh, which is a play written early 20th century. I don't remember exactly when. Uh-huh. Uh, that well, is where we get the term Yeah, Gaslight. that's the origin of the term. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, so, um, anyway, continue. Uh, well, hang on real quick. I got to put my headphones down. I got to let the cat out of the room here. Oh, I'll be right back. Yep. Yeah, okay. Don't say anything I wouldn't say. I would never... Dare to do that, Brent. I would only say the things that I would say. Okay. And, all right. and, all right. uh, headphones back on. I have no idea if you said something that uh, needs uh, to be. You will out. only we'll find, find out. out later. Find later. Okay, anyway. Carter escapes, Zach. Okay, good, good, good. All good. right. But not before covering her face. No one will recognize her in that bright blue sequin dress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. She's caught. What? Meanwhile, the men are on the way to save the woman. Hooray! Yay! And they stride right in to save the day. Right now. Right now. Because uh, we don't want uh, we don't want a bad leader to, to uh, partake in his purchase. Ugh. Barf. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, <clears throat> Carter creates a diversion for Anaya to flee. And by the way, why does everyone suddenly sound there from Southeast Asia instead of speaking English when this diversion is created? Hmm? Uh, I, uh, and then the menfolk begin negotiations. <laughs> a weapon of immense power with only five rounds. Got to go. So they make camp, which is weird. Whatever. Everybody knows you don't make camp. Anyway. Uh, and they share some charming war stories about that one time that Carter behaved. Oh, we're not going to talk about that. This entire episode is just taking Sam Carter and turning her into not a person. And then Naya got caught. And then there's challenges of chieftains and Carter volunteers. And she kicks bad leader's butt. And there was a wedding and they finished to marry as have many sons and daughters. Rib rib. And everybody's free. Hooray. Yay. The end. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> normally, Brent. Normally, Brent, I say, what'd you think after watching this episode? But no, uh-huh. no, no, no. I, I... So, (laughs) okay, Kevin, I know that you say that sacrifices is worse than this episode, and and I understand what you're saying, and and the answer is still no. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to give sacrifices a pass and blah, 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 but oh my, no, no. See, (laughs) hey, Zach, uh, what do you think about this episode? (laughs) No. All right. Carter is a smart person. Yes. At the very beginning, she would not have been so obtuse about how she was being treated. Yep. And, yeah, okay, so, so I mean, she would have been smart to realize, oh, this is a bad situation. I need to be really careful here. Yes. Uh, I, I'm not going to excuse the situation. We can get there, but... But she's smart enough to know that, that this is a bad situation and that she needs yes. to be careful how she approaches it. 
Yes. Um, and I, I don't want to say that it would have been solved if, if she says, hey, you know what, guys? I'm going to go back to the gate. You guys move forward. Um, right. But, but from the very beginning, that first conversation, uh, they weren't that far away from the gate. Right. Now, I mean, you can't tell this wonderful story about Carter and how she's a strong woman and blah, blah, blah uh, with, with, with her leaving. But, but uh, you know, I mean, that would have been the, the prudent thing to do, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, okay. So, I'm going to take a deep breath. The fact that we run into a culture that is uh, so radically misogynistic yep. does not actually bother me. Okay, I right. Mean, because... The, that, that's a reality. It could be there, right? I mean, yes. that could happen. Uh, I mean, it's disgusting, and, and I wish we didn't have to deal with that, but, but, but the fact that we run into a, you know, a vile culture, it makes sense. Yes. But our heroes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our heroes, when they sit there and, and they force her into that dress, and then yep. they're like, it, 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 it works, it, it's good. I'm like, come on! Yep. Yep. Seriously! Ugh! Stop! Ugh! Yep. Um, and, and then... All of that is internal. And then when you step outside the story and see, realize that what this episode is trying to do is show how good and strong uh, Carter is. Yes. Um, and how it is utterly failing to do what it's trying to do and while it's trying to do that it's it it, it is it, subverting all elements of her power oh yeah yes. uh, on, on the on the meta story it's just okay what did you think yep <laughs> is that you passing it on to me <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure i've got more thoughts but 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 okay <sighs> all right so this this is where I, I stand on this one. Zach, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I, okay, well, I started watching this episode, and I knew that this was a stinker, and I knew that I hated this one, and I know it's our lowest rated, my lowest rated episode, for sure. And we've made jokes about how there are other things that are not emancipation bad, la, 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 la. Here we are, emancipation. I was watching it trying to, trying to give fresh eyes, right? Right. And so I decided to really give the benefit of the doubt when the terrible misogynistic individuals were on screen doing their terrible misogyny things and our heroes were slack-jawed idiots and that happened but the real reprehensible actions that were happening were being were being taken by a different culture to your point and and they were displayed with reprehensibility as in we are supposed to see these actions as terrible and to go oh boo eh, right we're supposed to do that that's why it's done. Right. It there it, it then it, it wanders into tough territory when you start talking or linking it to existing cultures, right? So Daniel Jackson nominally is fascinated by this because he's he's looking at the the Mongol culture of the 1200s. At least that's what he's excited about. Right. And it it's Tough for me to say if it's true or not that the Mongol culture of the 1200s was something similar to what we saw on screen. I'm not an East Asian historian. I have been told that there are reasons for me to believe that that is the culture, but I can't remember if I was being told that by a reputable source or by a non-reputable source. So I'm not going to stand by that very strongly. 
Okay. But let me just set that one aside for just a second. Let's just set aside the whole like, hey, this is neat. Look, look, it's like the Mongols. And this was, of course, their thing that they were doing for the first part of episode or season one. But now let's just say we have been given evidence of a culture that treats its women like property. Okay. And we have walked in with a woman on our team. Okay. And this is episode four, which is actually more like episode two-ish because we had a big-ish kind of intro. And this is kind of the first story after that big intro, right? Right. And additionally, in that big intro, we had Samantha Carter come on in and we did have Jack O'Neill kind of question whether or not she should actually be on the team or not. So that dynamic exists. And here we are in the very, very beginning. And... Jack has not yet decided that Carter is worthy of his team yet. So that dynamic is there and we're going to, and so that's going to be in the background too. Even with all of those givens, this story bounces around like a ping pong ball and doesn't really flow, right? So last time you and I talked, which was a very long time ago, I'm pretty sure all I was doing was just bagging on the racism and misogyny that this episode has. And it's there. And Believe me, I'm probably going to start bagging on that one in a second. But I was doing my best to try to take this story in the best possible light. And even then, it was just kind of all over the map. And I think one of the best sort of highlights of why this story was just way all over the map was how it ended. Like, I forgot (laughs) that how it ended was, are you sure you don't want to stay for the wedding? Well, six days is a long time. Ha ha ha. I wish you many sons, jab, oh yeah, and daughters. And then literally, like, the benevolent noble savage leader himself lifts his hands into the air and says, and now we're all free! Yay! <laughs> it ends! I mean, no, it ends with them walking off and then, and and, and our, our beloved actors dubbing over <laughs> what was clearly a boring scene of them walking off into the distance. Some joke about what's an Oprah. Like, <laughs> that's how the thing ended. Yeah, it's true. That's ridiculous. That is a stupid story. That is a dumb story. Like, it's, it's just completely implausible. It's borderline like Buck Rogers. Like, it's borderline like, like pulp. I mean, like, it's just so flimsy of a story. It's just so, so, just so bleh. And then... You go ahead and add in the layers of just like treating Samantha Carter as just a, a hot piece of person and put on a layer of of, uh, you know, like, you know, threatening, like piercing gaze. But, you know, a piercing gaze is no action when or no, no, no comfort when your hands are bound and you're getting beat up by some jack person. Um, and you put on the layers of, uh, you know, Daniel Jackson totally like excusing all of these heinous actions as just fitting in with the culture so that he can study it. Like, you know, like again with the agency thing, Yeah, Daniel Jackson wants to study this culture. Okay. sounds like Daniel Jackson needs to come back. Right. How about everybody book it out of here? And they say, yeah, there's nothing here. And then later we send in a scientific team of anthropologists who dress the part and then live in the right. Like that's, that is an aspect of consent, which doesn't happen here. (laughs) Like, yes, garbage. Yes. I will say, um, on a positive note, yeah, that uh, I didn't write it down for this episode. I'm sure I did for the first episode we watched this. Is the actor who plays um, the really evil guy? Um, yeah, I can't remember his name. Doesn't matter. Um, doesn't matter. Um, 
he does a really good job of playing that character. Yes, and, I agree. And it, it it's disgusting. It's vile. It's reprehensible. Um, it, it it's icky. Um, but he does. You know, I mean, just that leaning towards his daughter and says, "I forgive you," and then he gets up and's like, "Stoner," uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's it's terrible. Uh, but the actor does a great job of of portraying that character, and I want yeah. to give props to that because that's about as far as I can go. Yeah, I, I, and I would go one step further as far as like you know handing out good actor awards. The guy that played the good leader was given a pile of poop. Like, that's true. That's true. It's it's a pile of poop. And um I think that he acted the heck out of it as best he could, but he was given just like such a wooden two-dimensional thing to be, like this quasi-enlightened person who can't yet quite let go of the past until something happens and now he can let go of the past. But like he runs it like with the kind of that level of like of stoicism that you would probably expect somebody who is comfortably in charge and and aware that he's in charge because uh, of a system of oppression and says, you know, that's probably not a good thing, but right now what I really need is another sandwich. That's what I really need. Like, <laughs> right. Like I, I think that he did a good job of being kind of uh, kind of like that, that level of neutral that is still reprehensible. I don't think he was going for neutrally reprehensible. I think he was going for neutrally stoic, therefore good, but he still did a good job of like trying to level that, like, you know, Ah, we have our ways, and our ways are that you should die. But hey, how about you just get changed? Then you can stay around. You know, you know. Yeah. Actually, now that I'm talking it through, I'm not so sure that I liked what he had to do. I, well, I, I, I might mean, be taking that back. <laughs> well, so like, just a little bit. Here, here's part of my problem with this episode, and, yeah. and this this is this goes back to uh, the writing. Um, and actually, so. Um, you know, we were talking about this earlier today when we were talking about the light. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stargate wants to kind of be kind of a, a, a happy, uh, lighthearted sci-fi fantasy show. Yeah. Adventure show, right? Uh, and so they kind of pull back a little bit when they enter into places of uh, heaviness and challenge. And uh, they, they kind of put ice cream on the end, right? And yeah. we get that very much in this episode. We're like, look, all the women can remove their veils. They're free. Yay. Hooray. And I'm like, okay, wait a second. Even in the good guys subculture. Yeah. Um, it begins by saying, this woman talked to a man, and so now I have to kill her. Yes. That's where it begins. That's where it begins. And you're saying 24 hours later. Right. Or thereabouts. Or thereabouts. Or whatever. It, up to two days. Yeah. <laughs> Up to two days. A later, short time later. <laughs> uh, we're saying, women, take your veils off. You're free. Hooray! Wait, what? W- does that mean that they can talk to men now? Does right. that mean they don't get killed? I mean, yeah. I just the the disconnect there, even on the the, the side that we're supposed to be sympathetic to, is horrific and. And to just spin it at the end with this, hooray, everything is fine, is to minimize and ignore, to ostrich head uh, the realities of what Carter and the women had to deal with. Right. Uh, You know, I mean, 
Carter, wow, she walked into a space where she was, her life was threatened, she was bound up, she uh, had her agency stripped away from her. um, By everyone. By everyone, even her own team. Yeah. Um, and, and, And she managed to hold herself together in the midst of that, such that she was able to escape and even to defeat in noble combat which is its right. own issue, um, uh, the big bad. Right. And, you know, but, I mean, to that I say, you know, Carter, uh, yay, congratulations. I mean, you shouldn't have to do that. But, I, you know, I'm thankful that you had the strength to be able to do that. And I don't, even, even that might be just reprehensible. Me, I, 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 there's problems there. <sighs> I think that one of the other things that makes this episode just as bad as it is is that this is a lazy way to say, um, you know, hey, hey, friends, hey, friends who are watching this show, hey, come, come, come close, come close. Isn't it cool that we belong to a society that is so good that just simply existing in the presence of societies that are, of course, bad changes them for the good? Isn't that cool? Isn't that, isn't that, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Like, no. It also like, is, is an assumption that, that, uh, aren't we great? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And yet, you know, it, it is well, it's lazy. It is lazy. It, it, it is. It is. I don't want to say I don't know if I want to go equally bad, but it is certainly bad. It's not OK yeah. what what Jack and Daniel and even Tilk do in um, uh, commodifying Carter in no. that moment when she's in that dress, uh, objectifying and- her and such. Uh, but this is this is what we're highlighting as. Uh, laudable? And uh, the story does such a disservice to Carter's actions that she decides to participate in a in an ancient law that hardly anybody remembers. If that ancient law is as ancient as they say it is, then uh, well, no, maybe maybe women would be allowed to fight, but they certainly isn't. They're, they're not even allowed to breathe a word. You know, like. That that she was even allowed to pick up a knife and fight in this cultural setting would probably never happen. True. And then it's a fight to the death, which she wins and then doesn't kill. And everyone's like, fine with it? No. If it's a fight to the death because that's the rule, it's a fight to the death. If they're so law-bound, it's not done yet. It sounds like she's weak. It sounds like she he needs to stab her in the back. You know what I mean? Like, that's not how this would work. And so as a result, it makes everything just cheap. So he gets a knife to his throat and he chickens out and he admits that she won and la 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 and everybody can go and that's like a, the big the big hooray ending and then we transition over to uh you know everybody uh being all happy and in celebratory clothing because you know there because there's a wedding now and i wish you many sons jab and daughters smile and then everybody's free like uh, yeah yeah um i was listening to another podcast on Stargate, talking about this episode. Yeah. Um, and uh, they were um, ragging on this episode probably even harder than we are now. Sure. Um, and the assumption for... So there's a group of women. The assumption for some of them was that this was just a, a old white dude who was writing the script. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and they were Whoops. absolutely floored. <laughs> when when they heard that it was Catherine Powers, yeah, uh, who who wrote this script, um, yeah, the 
I I appreciate loosely the attempt uh, on the part of the writers and showrunners of SG One to provide an episode early on in the show that yeah. that uh, brings Carter into the community into because as you mentioned right this is still early on uh, yep. is she really part of the team yet you know getting her into that you know and and show that she's uh, a strong character and all of that stuff. I appreciate that they had that goal. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, and it's needed for all of your characters, right? Whenever you have a group of people coming together, uh, you need an episode where you kind of focus on each of those characters to kind of bring them into the story and help them uh, co cohese together. Yep. Uh, coalesce. Coalesce. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, but this doesn't... Do that. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And it's cheap and it's lazy, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. 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 Uh, we do have uh, some thoughts from oh, the listeners. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Rowan says, oh, no, why do I have to think about this episode again? <laughs> uh, uh-huh. They continue on comparing this one with Code of Honor, which is the TNG first season episode that Catherine Powers wrote. Where yeah. Tasha Yar gets into a fight to the death with yep. um, a, a person from a quote unquote backwater culture, blah 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 blah. Right. Um. Yeah. So th- th- they're 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 both terrible episodes. Oh yeah. Uh. And then Jen says, uh, the only positive thing about this episode, Amanda looks amazing. Um. I will say she does look really good in that dress. Yes. But that's well, not the yeah. point. Yeah. If. If she had picked it herself, sure. If she had said, "You know what I'm going to do? Totally going to dress up. We're going to we're going to we're going to we're going to hoodwink these dudes. We're going to we're going to get it at their own game. Let's do it." That'd be a totally different. Oh buy. yeah. Oh yeah. So different. Yeah, yeah. You know, context matters. Oh, it sure um, does. You know, so uh, you know, she loves Carter. She goes on. Uh, she does appreciate that Michael is still impersonating James Spader. Yes, yes, I did notice that too. Um. She knows it's so here. So I know it's a horrible episode, but it made me feel somewhat warm and fuzzy rewatching it tonight. Maybe that's how toxic family dynamics work. <laughs> uh, or maybe I've just experienced too much real life cliche like sexism that this just leaves me unfazed. Uh, that's uh, probably truer. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, yep. Yep. I'm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is thrilling audio. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Brent. Yeah. Um, well, here. Uh, let me give you our some of our original talking points. Yes, because I know what I gave it last time. I gave right. it a one. Uh, train wreck. A rough one. Laughable. Sexist. Racist. Didn't age well. Uh, yeah, it, it ages even poorly. More poorly. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It does not, it's not like wine. It does not get better with age. Um, Sam... Has little to no agency, writer at a time, B for intention. You can skip this episode. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You sure can. Uh, various tropes that you identify. Damsel in distress, noble, savage, barbarian, white dude with guns. All people everywhere speak English. Yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. Me. Uh, I say awful. Comparisons to Code of Honor. Uh, tries to develop Sam, but fails. Uh, SG1 male go against, men go against their characters. Yeah. Uh, if I could give a score under... The scale I would. Uh, <laughs> this is my least favorite episode. Um, to that end, I'm not going to beat around the bush, Brent. I, I, I gave this a 0. 0.5 last time. Oh, wow. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. 
I'm giving, I'm, I'm doing it. It's got a zero for me. You're doing a zero? I'm giving it a zero. I am letting it fall under the standard. So, so th- is this where I confess that it completely independently of you, as I was thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, this is such trash if this is zero. This is like, just you, don't even watch this one. You are welcome <laughs> to do that. There is literally, there is not a single piece of information inside this episode that matters at all. Not one. Nope. Not a nope. single piece. It Later doesn't on, help we the see... character of Carter. It nope. doesn't help the character of SG, characters of SG-1, nope. and it is ignored from this point on. Yes. Completely. If you're a completionist, you must watch it. If you're not a completionist, just go right over the top of it. Yep. Yep. 100%. Yep. So does that mean you are giving it a zero? Oh, yeah. It's a zero. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it is, uh, you know... For Jen, I, I appreciate, and, and I, it's good to hear that watching this episode uh, takes you back to the childhood of, of warm and fuzzies and, and just feeling, remembering the, the strength of Carter, um, and, you know, I, I can appreciate that. Um, it doesn't do that for me. Doesn't do it for me either. Doesn't do that for me. Uh, so, there you go. That is yep. our rewatch <laughs> of Emancipation. Um, you know, if we have to watch it again, do you think we go into the negative ones? <laughs> so, Brent, you know yeah. that that a I like to rewatch shows. Yes. And b uh, I am a completionist. Yes. C the likelihood of me skipping this the next time I do a rewatch of SG One <laughs> pretty high is very high. I'm not going to say a hundred percent. Yeah, it's worth it. It's worth skipping. It, it, <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. If you have any <laughs> other comments or questions or whatever you want to talk to us about, you can email us at walkingthroughthestargate at gmail.com. You yep. can, of course, go to the Facebooks and follow us and subscribe or like or, or whatever it is. Whatever that is. Uh, yeah. Do the stuff there with the Facebook page and the Facebook group and all of that stuff. You can go to the Discords where yep. most of our community happens. Uh, on the discords, uh, join us and have fun conversations there as you go. Um, yep. And uh, of course, if you need a link to the discord channel and such, go to WTTS, WTTS. space space and find the discord link there. You can find uh, all sorts of fun things there, like uh, the, the little click for buy me a coffee. Uh, yep. And and the yep. the if you want to watch listen to our episodes, they're on the RSS feed there and and such. Yep. So. Yep. Um, all of it. Good uh, stuff. Yep. So I say I'm Zach. And I'm Brent. And this has been Stargate Second Chances, a walking through the Stargate podcast. See you next time. Bye. Bye.